Hello, my name is Andrew Gary, and welcome to Seismic Sound Off, in-depth conversations in applied geophysics. I am joined by Maitri Irwin and Leslie Morosco, two leaders of the new initiative, Mentoring 365. Mentoring 365 is a program developed among Earth and space science organizations to facilitate sharing professional knowledge, expertise, skills, insights, and experiences through dialogue and collaborative learning. The program provides mentors and mentees with structured, relationship-building tools to develop and attain focused career goals. To learn more and to sign up as a mentor or mentee, visit www.mentoring365.org. Maitri Irwin represents Mentoring365 on behalf of the SEG and works at CNOC Nexon Incorporated as the manager, Global Exploration New Ventures. Leslie Marasco represents the American Geophysical Union, where she works as the Student Programs Coordinator. Maitri and Leslie, join me next. If you two, uh, and we can start with Maitri on this one, just tell me who you are and the organization you represent. Maitri Irwin. I'm a geophysicist and an exploration manager at uh, CNOC Nexon Limited. I represent SEG for Mentoring 365, and more specifically, the, the women's network of SEG. I'm Leslie Morasco. I'm a student programs coordinator at the American Geophysical Union, and I'll be representing AGU for Mentoring 365 today. So you both mentioned Mentoring 365. What is Mentoring 365? Mentoring 365 is a virtual mentoring platform for any earth and space scientists. So we actually started this in a collaboration with SEG and it's grown since then, but there were a lot of different associations that were looking to start a mentoring program and funds can be tight. So we thought that if we could work together in a partnership, that not only that would help us from a staff perspective to share those resources, but also it would make for a more robust platform with mentors coming from lots of different backgrounds. And Mentoring 365 uh, facilitates matchmaking. We also provide resources to participants and can even troubleshoot if there are any issues that come up in a mentoring relationship. So who can participate as a mentee in the program? Currently, uh, we're catering to students and young professionals because they seem to be uh, the group that has asked for mentoring the most. Later on, we'd like to extend this to mid-career professionals, uh, people who are re-entering the workforce, or people who are trying to readjust their careers, and, uh, or maybe people who are even going back to school later on. And we're catering to students mostly as mentees, but it's open to early career scientists or postdocs even. Um, And also from the mentor perspective, we've been catering to mid to late or even a little early career scientists as well. But there have been a couple graduate students, um, some doctoral students who felt that they had a unique perspective and they wanted to give back to mentees. And what's cool about Mentoring 365 is we don't do the matchmaking. It's actually self-selection. So if there's someone who feels that they have a unique perspective and want to share their experiences with a mentee, they can apply. And if a mentee feels like they're going to be a good fit with that mentor, it can select them. So is this a completely virtual program as of the moment? 
Yes, and that was something that was important for us. Uh, we wanted to include lots of international participants. We wanted to be available to people from all over who could benefit from meeting with people who are maybe further along in their career. So we actually have 268 total participants right now. There's um, 197 mentees who applied and 71 mentors, and there's 78 of those people who have actually been matched. And that spans 48 different countries. So the, the highest participating country right now is the United States, but actually the second highest is Nigeria. So there are seven mentors and mentees from Nigeria, and then the next highest participating countries are India and Canada. So it really spans a lot of different countries. I'm serving as a mentor right now, too, and my mentees in India. So when I get in on Monday mornings, I call her, and it's Monday evening for her, and it's really cool to ask her what's going on in you know her life halfway around the world. Yeah, my mentee is a, a gentleman in Egypt, so... <laughs> looking forward to uh, Skyping with him. So both of you just mentioned that you are mentoring individuals. Getting on a, a more personal note for the listeners, you know, how has mentors influenced you in your career and gotten you to the point where you are involved in something like Mentoring 365? My first mentors were my, were my parents, really. You know, more so than being my parents, they were also, they talked to me and they advised me about careers in science, uh, creativity, rising to success, what my pathways were. So I guess I was fortunate by having parents who could kind of stand outside from being parental units and, and mentoring me to, in, you know, inside academia and out. Uh, I think in, in my career as a geophysicist, and I've worked uh, primarily in, in oil and gas, uh, they've been Klaus Koster and Maria Angela Capello, and they were both mentors in, in very different ways. Klaus um, saw that you know I could use training in uh, quantitative interpretation and quantitative seismic methods, and I found that I did have an aptitude for that and went into reservoir characterization, and it was because um, he took a chance on someone he saw could use a push in their career. Similarly, Maria Angela was more from, um, I would say, the, the soft skills and the, and the social end, I would say, of, uh, of geoscience, where she saw a leadership spark in me and pushed me to become the chair of the Women's Network. There's an, there's an interesting line. It says, um, if you want to learn more about leadership, mentor, because you always want to talk to people who are more vulnerable than you. So, and this was said by Megan Meager in an Art of uh, Leadership conference that I was in recently. And I found that that was a very profound statement. So it's not just mentoring to help mentees, but to help yourself as well, because you make your thoughts and your career that much more fulfilling. I think that my um, first professional mentor was actually a professor of mine. So I went, I went to school at the University of Arizona, and I was enrolled in the architecture program there. I had thought since the age of nine that I wanted to be an architect. I used to play with Legos, and I would make floor plans. And my mom was like, you can do that for a living. And so that was just my track. I was going to be an architect. And I took this one class in environmental science and loved every single topic. And my professor was just so passionate. And I started you know, meeting with him to ask him more about what it was like to be an environmental scientist and what his education looked like and how he got to where he was today. And he was just so open to talking with me and his passion was just contagious. And I actually switched my major and went into the earth sciences. And I later worked at Biosphere 2 and have just done some really 
really amazing things um, since changing career paths into environmental science. And I think that if he hadn't been so open to talking with me and sharing his experiences, that I may not have made that switch. And I'm really glad that he was, like Maitri said, vulnerable. He was vulnerable with me about his experiences that allowed me to feel confident in making that, that switch. For a mentee, what would you tell them they should be looking for in a mentor? I think that what's really important is trying to reflect on what you want to achieve in this mentoring relationship. And it's not always career related. It may be facing some barriers, professional or not. For women, for example, what it's like to be in a male-dominated profession. Maybe you want to have a mentor that's a woman who has experienced similar things. And that may not be the person who matches your career field, um, your, your research area. So I think it, reflecting on what sort of goals you want to achieve in the relationship prior to making that selection is really important. I would, I would also come at um, a mentoring relationship with more than a career or um, a job in mind. Because mentoring is not sponsorship. A mentor talks to you, gives you advice. And then a sponsor is the one who's going to talk about you, take you to the next level in your career. Um, and I agree that there are not enough um, sponsors uh, for women in leadership or minorities in leadership. But again, uh, coming back to, to mentoring, I think you should want a uh, a holistic relationship with, you know, as a, as a mentor mentee, of course there, you know, you have to keep it above board and all that, but you have to be able to ask some really tough questions of each other about how, you know, can you, can you tell me, you know, how you got to this point in your life or what were some sacrifices you made in order to get here? It can't be this cold antiseptic relationship where you just say, oh, you have to take these classes or, you know, you have to um, go through the paces of this internship or that internship. It's really about seeing what the mentor's individual challenges were to, to see where they got to where they are. And then, and then also, not see and, and for a mentor, not seeing a mentee as a blank slate, but someone who's coming in with their own baggage or their own life experiences and, and working with that to help them gain confidence and shape their um, academic and, and professional careers going forward. I think also some things that you don't necessarily think about, but communication styles. I mean, um, Maitri touched on this, how it's really important that it's not just a sterile relationship, but you need to really be comfortable with your mentor and your mentee. Um, and sometimes um, personalities, communication styles, um, whether you like to communicate via email or text even, or WhatsApp, and those sorts of things can actually um, be indicative of how successful the mentoring relationship is going to be. Mm -hmm. So um, being open from the beginning about what you're comfortable with, setting barriers and getting to know your mentor or mentee in the beginning of the relationship. And being honest, if you feel like it's not going to work out, maybe on paper it looked like a good match. But once you start to get to know each other, you say, hey, I think that you have a lot to offer. I'm not sure I'm the person that you should be matched with. However, I would love to maintain a relationship with you, um, but I think I'm going to select a different mentor moving forward. Yeah, it shouldn't be forced at all. That's the whole point of this is um, it's not a, a you know an eight-week weight loss program or something like that where <laughs> you go... <laughs> 
<laughs> you go through all the steps because you have to. If it doesn't work out for you, pick another mentor or mentee and start over. And that in itself is mentoring, you know, or it, it's saying that, okay, that I know what kind of a person I am and what, you know, what kind of a person you are. So let's find a, a, a better suited relationship. To those professionals or even early career professionals, postdoc students who are thinking about becoming mentors, what would you say to them just to give them that extra push to come to the site and apply? I think if someone was on the fence that they should really realize that they have more to give than they probably uh, even know. So I'm in early in my career and I signed up to be a mentor just thinking that this would be good for mentoring through C5, um, making sure that when we launched, we had robust mentors on the site from lots of different backgrounds. And I thought my background was different than a lot of people that we had. And in this relationship with my mentee, I've realized that I, I do actually have a lot of experiences that I can share, even early in my career. So realizing that just sharing your own experiences can be really beneficial. Everyone doesn't have the answers, but... Um, your life and your experiences can be useful to someone else. Think of it as a very safe way to experiment with your own um, leadership and I would say social skills and how would, you know, this is a, this is a nice way to engage with another person and learn more about others and also work on your own um, leadership skills. And, and this is a great way to learn how to lead I think assessing your schedule too and making sure that you can make the space for a mentee is important. Mm -hmm. And we don't ask a lot um, time-wise. We suggest to have regular check-ins, like 30-minute weekly check-ins, um, but making sure that you will carve that time out and be available for your mentee and, and the mentees as well before they apply. You should make sure that they're going to be um, available for their mentors when they say they are. One thing I like about the, the mentor-mentee relationship, and, and you've all touched on this, is the necessity to really understand what you bring, what you're looking for, what you need. Uh, that kind of self-awareness can be really important to have. But in a sort of after that understanding of, of where you're going and what you need or what you can offer, have you all come across some resources that have been helpful in understanding what are those good questions to ask, what are those good things that maybe I could provide for a mentee, sort of just mentoring resources to help someone navigate that relationship. Yeah, we here at HU have been compiling um, these weekly emails to send out to all the participants, and uh, they, each one includes resources. So uh, we definitely have been providing those to the participants as well, how to do self-reflection, how to become a good listener, how to support your mentor and realize that everyone is unique and other more technical skills too, like how to code in R. So we try and span lots of different types of resources that might be helpful to our participants. I would say that great mentoring resource is uh, joining your local scientific society. So to listeners in Houston who are geophysicists, I would say join the Geophysical Society of Houston or the Houston Geological Society. And it's a great way to get mentors. When the people who run the organization see, see someone who wants to be a part of the community and help, they 
naturally become your mentors. And it's a great way to uh, get some on the job or on the volunteering training and, and make friends and get to know people. And I'm guaranteed, you know, statistically speaking, the more people you interact with, the more you're going to find somebody who's a match to your personality. So getting yourself out there, volunteering, giving back to your society, that's how you, that's how you find people who will want to guide you. What last thing would both of you like to leave for the audience? I'd say be daring, especially to those people who are maybe on the fence about being a mentor, that you really do, your experiences are valuable. And if you're not sharing them, like you've learned from them, but it's really tragic when people kind of keep their uh, learned experiences to themselves, that you can be benefiting so many other people by sharing them. So I'd say dare to be vulnerable, dare to open yourself up to new experiences, to meeting new people from around the world, and try mentoring through C5 out. I would say, again, you, you learn through listening to other people and, and, and perspectives. So maybe this will encourage people to find who they are or who they want to be and go seek out those mentors in the future. But you have to start somewhere. I would say this is a great service that's being offered by our scientific societies. Try it out. Uh, Again, like Leslie said, be daring. Put yourself out there. Uh, Learn more about yourself. Learn more about others and uh, see where your career takes you. Well, thank you, Maitri, and thank you, Leslie, for this conversation. I'm blown away by how many people have already signed up and uh, hope it continues to be so successful. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. At seg.org slash podcast, you will find the show notes and links to learn more about Mentoring 365. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Your review helps others find the show. Subscribe to Seismic Sound Off on the podcast app of your choice to receive the latest episodes first. Seismic Sound Off is sponsored by the SEG Wiki the place to find hundreds of biographies of influential geoscientists, open access tutorials, and ongoing translations of SEG's best-selling book, Robert Sherris Encyclopedic Dictionary. Type wiki.seg.org into your browser to visit the world's first online geophysics encyclopedia. Original music by Zach Bridges. This episode was produced by Isaac Farley and hosted, edited, and produced by me, Andrew Gary. Thank you to Lori Whitesell for her assistance. Thank you for listening. This is Seismic Sound Off, signaling off. <laughs>